Welcome to another fucking episode of My Thoughts, My Thoughts Podcast. Welcome. It is the first episode of Black History Month 2022. How you feeling, Reezy? Huh? I don't hear you. I can't hear you. Nope. Can you hear me now? There we go. All right, yeah, I said I feel great and I feel proud to be black, proud bro. Be How black. about you? You know... Um, the blacker I get, the better I feel. Oh man, blacker the berry, sweeter juice, right? Uh huh. Every day I just wake up a little bit blacker. Oh, I feel a little that. bit angrier. <laughs> <laughs> we got a very special guest today, downtown Theo Brown. Yes, sir. Welcome, Mr. Theo Brown, to the podcast. Yo, what's going on, baby? Happy now, loving later, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's the uh, applause one? Who are these niggas? No applause on a different <laughs> bank. I told you, I had to put the applause on a new bank. Y'all, we uh, got a new yeah. machine. New so. bank. We got new. If we get us, catch us messing around with the buttons, that's why. Yes, sir. So, what's your name again, uh, Theo? Downtown Theo Brown. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. All right. So, Theo, Theo, um, I know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, let's go back into. Uh, I'm going to go all the way back, man, back to the old school, man. I used to be um, in all that competition, 1990, and the finalist of the competition. Uh, this was won by Bernie Mac. It was also Cedric Entertainment, and I was number four out of 265 people. Wow. Oh, shit, this is so crazy. So then I moved from over there where I uh, used to manage a comedian named Michael Blackson. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Yeah, we so, know Marasaka. Marasaka, Mr. Marasaka. Yeah, Marasaka. Yeah, so Marasaka still me some money, too, man. Yes, sir. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I used to manage him for about three and a half years when he first started off and stuff, man. We used to stay in small hotels and shit like that, man. But uh, you know, life's moved on. I still, I still do, uh, do still do the money part of him. Though, probably good shows and stuff in Chicago and stuff. I'm still, still able to get my money on him like that and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. So, Fire. so from there, then, man, I'm, uh, I do a podcast, man. I'm uh, downtown Theo Brown. I'm on Facebook, uh, Thoughts with Theo. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Theo Downtown Theo Brown underscore. I'm also on uh, Facebook under Theo Brown and stuff, and I do motivational speaking, and um, I talk about relationships, which probably don't know shit about, man, but, you know, I speak about them. I mean, we 30. Oh, that shit is dope. <laughs> we 30. We 30. We had some light relationships, you know what I mean? I feel like I had one serious relationship in my life, you know what I mean? I can help you out, brother. I can help I you out. Two right, three. I'm, I'm going to get some, some knowledge from you on this pod, then. Yeah, it's oh. crazy that you said uh, with Bernie Mac. That was one of my questions in the pod. Like, have you ever met Bernie Mac? Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's, uh, in fact, Bernie and a uh, guy named George Wilborn gave me my first job, man. Oh shit! That's no related, no relation to Michael Wilburn, right? No, none at all, man. I tell you, I tell you an interesting story though. But there was a guy, it's always a guy, man. Back in the scene, nobody knows about stuff. This mm-hmm. guy named Jeff Brown, man. Back in the day, man, he used to go. Bernie, he was cool with Bernie. Bernie him was good friends, and Jeff Brown would go into comedy clubs. And he would kill. Nobody wanted to go behind Jeff, Jeff Brown. Brown. Jeff, Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown, man. He right. would go in there. Him and Bernie was tight. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He's still okay. alive. He's still on the circuit, man. But Jeff, man, would go in the circus and he would kill. Mm-hmm. People people know, if they know anything about it, people know. And Bernie picked up a lot from him, man. Picked up a lot Jeff from him. Jeff Brown. Where yeah. could I go, like, find, like, comics like that if they were still, like, doing sets today? You know if he's still, like, doing comedy today? He probably is. He probably he probably look him up, man. Jeff Brown, man, from Chicago, man. He, he, he won, uh, he, he won... One of the shows that Puff, Puffy did in New York and stuff. Puffy had this old show in New York, and uh, okay. Jeff Brown won that show and stuff, man. Oh, man, shout out to Jeff Brown. I got to hear some some information on him. Yeah, he's a bad dude. It's killing me. I'm sorry. Just lost something. Because he's going in and out. Oh, I know. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, the, the the competition. What year did you say that was? It Dude. was nineteen ninety, man. You guys probably nineteen ninety. I was I was not. I'm <laughs> negative one because I was born in ninety one. Yeah. So uh, 
How many? How did that? How did that work? So it was rounds and stuff. Like cause you yeah, said, you were a finalist. Yeah, yeah finalist. So how many did, rounds was it? We did about four rounds, man. Everybody auditioned and stuff. And actually, uh, right after the whole thing, that's what Def Comedy Jam. I was just gonna say, like the nineties was like the yeah, the sprout what, of like comedy, black comedy they, really coming through. They, and that's when they got golden all, age of black comedy, yes, if you will. Yep. That's when they got all those. That's when they got all these comedians, man. They were raw, man. If you look back at some of the tapes, man, they were just uh, raw, raw talent, not polished at all, man. Yeah, and they were just. Put, a, put them all out there. Stuff. I remember watching the Def Comedy Jam, uh, like the 25th anniversary thing they did, and Martin, they was talking a lot about Martin was just like giving comics a, a chance, like they would come through and trying to make their name, and Martin was like, well, you need to come on Def Comedy Jam before you try to get like a TV show or something, like try to go get some exposure doing this little, you know what I'm saying, this stage, yep. this platform, and a lot of people did it. Yeah, yep. Hey, uh, when did you start your uh, comedy career? I started I started probably in uh, 88, man. I, I think I had a tragedy in my life, man. My friends went uh, went away to school, and she uh, she she lost control of the steering wheel, and she mm. passed away, man. So after Sorry, that, man, yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. After that, man, I just asked myself, man, what is it that I really want to do that I haven't done, man? And some point in time in our lives, we always got to come to a point, man, decide what it is we want to do. Yeah. Quit messing around. So I said, before I leave this world, man, I want to do something. And that was one of the things I wanted to do. So I told my mother, told my uh, my brother in law, my sister. Was that something you told her? Too? How did they? How did no, they? I didn't never told her. I never, you never told, told her. her that. No, okay. but that was just something that when she passed away, man, I was like, damn. What, what about me? What about if I'm not here tomorrow, mm-hmm. man? What, what would I do differently to make you my life? Right. So you know what? You get serious, man. You cut off all your friends. Stop mm-hmm. drinking. Stop smoking and stuff, man. Yeah. You start. You know, start. You start dealing with your inner self, man. You know, people. Man, death happens, man. To uh, for us, all reason, man. It's mm-hmm. a reason why it, it happens to us and stuff. It's not is to remind us, man, where we are and what we could possibly be. You know? right. We need to go ahead and do live our best lives. So I take it you've always been funny, then, right? Yeah, always been funny. Yeah, naturally funny, man. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, naturally funny. And you never thought about being a comedian until that happened. Nope, never thought about it. Until, but you know, because everybody used to tell, yeah, you're right. funny, you're funny mm-hmm. and stuff, man. But when that happened, man, it's like shit, man. I might as well go ahead. Might as well do it, right? Did you have yeah. to put yourself like in a different mind state when you to like think about jokes all the time? I always think about like what type of mind state comedians have to be in to even think about jokes. Like, did you have to like change the way you was thinking? Yeah, a lot of times, man, I went out there, man, I was nervous, man, and uh just went out there and just, you know, threw a skit and stuff, man, went out there. The very first time was probably one of my best times, man, I got a standing ovation, man, but after that, yeah. but after that, man, they didn't go. <laughs> For real, was your first time, were you, like, super nervous? First time I was super, super nervous, I came behind a, a young lady and stuff, man, I was at the Roxy Club and stuff, man, but... uh In L.A.? No, this was uh, here in Chicago and stuff, man, on the north side, and I came out there, and I and literally, I got a standing ovation, man, and Damn. it was better than set. How long was your set? It was uh, probably, they only allowed us to do about four minutes or whatever. Four minutes, man. Yeah. Damn, that's dope. Yeah, yeah that is dope. Because that, that's similar to me. Because uh, uh, I was going to say, um, do you think, do you believe the best comedy comes from pain? Yeah, a lot of, uh, there's there's a fine line between uh, horror and, and mm-hmm. uh, humor, man. You know, it's a very fine line. It's the fact that, you know, you can tell a joke. Depending on the audience, you can mm-hmm. tell a joke to you can tell you can tell a joke to uh, a truck dri- a truck driver stop and stuff, man. It'll be funny as hell. But you tell that same joke to a bunch of nuns, they'll, they'll burn your ass at the cross and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man. Right. So, you know, so it's, it, it is just depending on who your audience is. But you know, yes, definitely. Talk, fine talking about that, so like in the nineties, I remember them saying like it wasn't a lot of places for black comics to get they they jokes out and stuff. Yeah. So, did you used to have to change your comedy when you went to like white audiences? Yeah, that's very that's a very good point too, man. Yeah, it was because when I started up, I started off the white clubs. Okay. And uh, white clubs, they would not let you because they, they always have a reputation. Blacks come there, we curse. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want you to come there and do any cursing at all. So that's where I started. That's why I got my roots. So I started the white clubs. So when I started doing black clubs, they were like, "Why don't you curse?" 
Uh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know, I was I was Jello pudding and <laughs> that's crazy. Who the yeah. fuck is this? Uh, yeah. Bill Cosby, and <laughs> right? Like, Will Smith yeah, comedy. You know, like Judge said, well, what's the curse? Where, where the curse stuff at? You know, because that's what people expect, man. They expect yeah. that, you know, it's a very good question, man. People expect you to go there and they expect you to come. Being black and cursing. In fact, white people, uh, white clubs are the same way. They're scared, mm-hmm. scared of us coming there because we're going to say uh, motherfucker or motherfucker. Yeah. You know, they was always afraid. In fact, Bernie, when he did the uh, comedy tour and stuff, man, he was always talking about they were scared to give him a show because he was scared they going to say motherfucker on TV. Damn. Stuff, man. So, Bernie's yeah, great, though. It's crazy to think back and be like, they wouldn't have gave Bernie a shot. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so I scary. think about the biggest comic in the nineties was like Sinbad or something. Sinbad, you man, you, you did your research, man. Sinbad, yeah. real clean. Cause Sinbad would go super to, clean, right? Sinbad, man, he come out there and cut you down and stuff, man, about cursing. So he said, you you know, you don't have to be, you don't have, you don't, you don't have to curse, man, to be funny. That's the truth. You mm-hmm. really don't. And Sinbad was was proof positive, and so was Bill Cosby proof positive and stuff, man. So yeah, that was that was the sketch that I was leading behind, man, listening to Sinbad working behind him and stuff. So that's that was where I got my feel from, just listening to him. Because yeah, 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 yep, Sinbad, yep, absolutely right. Sinbad was huge in the nineties. Wonder bro. what happened to Sinbad? What is he doing? Just probably laying, laying on nineties, laying on a big stack of money. Remember, he started getting all the big movies and stuff. Yeah, like he, he played bad, right. Yeah, he did it right, man. Yep, he did it right. That was crazy. Yeah, he's a bad dude, man. What's a, what's Sinbad's last movie? Damn it, uh, Aladdin, right? Probably. He was a genius in in Aladdin, wasn't he? Was he? I'm pretty sure he was. Oh no, was that Robin Williams? That was Robin Williams, I believe. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, that was Robin Williams. Definitely Robin Williams. Sinbad played it something like that. That was crazy. I don't remember him being the big uh, animated guy. I don't remember. Mm. Anyways. Uh, what do you think some of the biggest bis- misconceptions about comedians are? Probably uh, one of the big misconceptions about comedians is probably that uh, everybody, like you said, everybody does come from a hard place and a hard, hard place in their life and stuff. But I think that... Uh, Everybody, I think it is. Everybody is funny, man. They really are. It's just, it's just a matter of not honing, honing in on their skills. You know, I used to, I used to do the, the studying of the of comedy when before I went to shows, and we did open mic. I stay until the last person. Every okay. Time. I supported everybody. It wasn't like I go in there and mm-hmm. do my shit and walk out the door because these people, man, even they they weren't funny. They were getting to being funny. Mm-hmm. They had some great material. They just didn't know how to deliver. Right. They had some great material. So these people. A lot of people came out there and they had great, great material, but they didn't know how to deliver and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, man, they were trying to hone the skill. A lot of them probably walked out of it mm-hmm. because they got discouraged and stuff. And yeah. you know, it, but here it is. Here's the truth: it doesn't take long, man. I mean, I watch these guys, man. Three years, people start getting TV shows. People start making money and stuff. We're talking about three yeah. years, man. It just changed everybody's life. And that's anything in life. You work hard for something, mm-hmm. you believe in yourself, and you stick with it, and don't change the narrative. Mm-hmm. You'll make it, and that's the truth, man. You'll make Fire. it. That's definitely inspirational as Yeah, hell. and like, and um, that, that could suck. Cause like, I remember when I first started doing it, like, the first time I went on, I went on pretty much early in the show, and like, the room was pretty much full. So you get a lot more laughs when the room is full, but then you start seeing every, every comic, like, start walking off when they're done or whatever. Then it's harder for the next guy coming in, like, man, the room is not as full, the laughs not coming, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's something I picked up on. Yeah, but it's, you know what, but if you keep your room, man, some of our best shows, man, it's been, you know, 25 people and stuff, man. I think when our Michael and stuff, we were out in, uh, we were out in Canada. We didn't have that many people out there, but it's one of his best shows, man. He killed it, man. Yeah. I mean, it was just like maybe 25 people. We still got paid the same money, right. but uh, he killed it, man. You know. Where were y'all at? You remember? We're Montreal, Edmonton. Saskatchewan? We're Edmonton. 
Edmonton. Edmonton. That's Chris Benoit territory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, so that brings us to another question. What is a tour like on comedy, like a comedy yeah, tour? what is a comedy? Because that shit got to be funny as hell. But That's like, what I'm saying. It's got to be the most hilarious thing of all time. Because I'm like, I'm thinking about it like, like it's the same as a rock com- as a rock tour or a hip hop tour. Like you get all types of groupies and drugs and all types of stuff going on. But at the same time, everybody's funny. But like super introspective conversations <laughs> right. at the same time, just off the way comics look at like. A whole bunch of sad, brilliant, funny people. Well, you know what? Uh, it's interesting you say that though. Uh, when we were out, when we were out on tour and stuff, man. We probably didn't go out with a lot of people. So when we met up with a lot of people, though, we got to different shows and stuff, man. It was out there with uh, quite a few people, man. But yeah, it's groupies are there. Ain't no question about it, man. Uh, every night, man, with something going on differently and stuff. And uh, uh, I used to hold Michael's uh, all his chains, all his money, man. He was, <laughs> <laughs> and Michael, a wild boy too. I already know. Mike, all he, he talk about the women and the escapades. Yeah. Where's Mike having. from? He's he, he's he's from uh, Ghana, man. Ghana, yeah. And you know when he moved here? He moved here. He was probably I knew Michael in Philadelphia, so Michael probably got here in about eighty eighty two something like that. Okay, yeah. right? Because my first time seeing Mike was definitely next Friday. That was like definitely my first time seeing Michael Blackson ever hearing of him, and then after that it seemed like he just had a decent trajectory, and it just like kept going up from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike yeah, I can imagine him going crazy. Coming from Ghana to, to this, yeah, the American Insane. pie. You know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about, like, so you know, like, some comics have writers. Right. How do you feel about, like, comics having writers or, like, them being able to write their own material? Because, like, we got, like, big names like Kevin Hart who's, like, open about it. Like, he has his team, Plastic Cup Boys. They come out, write material for him. So what do you think about, like, those people who have to, you know, use a team opposed to the people who just, like, I was listening to Andrew Schultz. He said, I want to write everything. I want to write every single joke myself. So, Well, I think, man, if you got it, man, if you can produce it, then, you know, by all means and stuff, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. I think, actually, uh, I remember Bernie didn't, he, he didn't have writers for a while and stuff. And actually, I heard him. He did a show in Philadelphia, and he said to her, well, look, when you uh, ride in the CTA, you know, I heard that. There is no CTA in Chicago, okay? <laughs> it's an RTA out right. there. But I heard that, and it was just, you know, it was, a, it was a mistake, but people still like, you didn't hear what he's saying, but he was talking about CTA. Mm. CTA. It's CTA in Chicago. But right. It's, a, it's an RTA in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, but he didn't write his own material. You know, when he did his shows, man, he was just, that's who he was, man. You couldn't t- take that away from him. You know, I, I want to do my own stuff. But so, you know, it's a lot of different facets of, of comedy, man. It's like people do one-liners. You know, there's people mm-hmm. who do tell a story, mm-hmm. and there's people who do uh, do a skit. There's people, there's guys out here that um, come physical up. comedy, and yeah, physical like comedy yeah. characters. So, man, I mean, I think there's just, I mean, you know, people say uh, you're a comic man, but you're like, tell me a joke. Well, everybody's not a storyteller. You, mm-hmm. know? you know, guys, I who, hate that. Yeah, right. You hate right. You I hate, hate that. that all the time. Tell me a story. You know, like shit. You're, actually, you you know, make me a burger when you ask at McDonald's and right. stuff, right? right? Shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of different stuff, man. That's out there. So let's say the one liner, the storyteller. Yeah, one of my favorite one liners, Tony Roberts. Yeah, Tony Roberts, one liner king, boy, just hit you, hit you, hit you, hit you, back to back. What's your favorite style? My favorite, my favorite style is uh, improvisation. Improvisation. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. Yeah, man. Improvisation. So how do you uh, improv on for a comedy set then? Well, you know what. You know, I like the improvisation, like back in the day and stuff, man. You got a heckler and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And all that is like out the door and stuff, man. You know, you just go there and deal with his butt and stuff, man. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's cool. Put and the then. light on him right there. I want to <laughs> see him good. <laughs> Everybody wait, wait. Shut your ugly old time ancient ass up. <laughs> 
everybody's afraid of that, man. You know, nobody wants to sit up in front row at a comedy show, man. Hell nah. <laughs> Hell nah. I'm not doing that. Don't walk in late. Don't do none You're of that. Don't walk in late. Gotta show ultimate respect, my, my uncle told me that uh, they went to go see Dion Cole in like the mid-90s. It's probably like 96 or something. Right. And my dad came in late. And this is like when he is in his big glow. Like he came in there. Uh, with his shirt out, uh, uh, taco oh, yeah. just all over the place. Oh, he said, yeah. Dion Cole, he did my dad for about 15 minutes straight. Yeah. And my dad was a thug, so it took a lot of him to not come on stage or whatever. <laughs> That's crazy. I couldn't imagine standing up there in that heat, bro. I couldn't stand. I couldn't imagine. I, I want to do some stand-up comedy. I'm just too nervous. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it, you right to be nervous, man. Because the, fir- like, the first two times I did it, I had uh, two great sets back-to-back. And those when I was when I was really nervous. So then that third time after like having two really good sets, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel, smell myself. And I'm like, I think I'm, the jokes that I'm writing are better. For some reason, I wasn't nervous. I got up there and bizom. The last two <laughs> times was bomb, 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 beasy. Right. That's part of it, though. You got to, you got to. got to be nervous. You got to be nervous. You got to, you got to fail, man, to be successful. Man. Mm-hmm. That's part of it, though. So you just get back up and do it. I mean, I've seen all those guys, man, fall. I've seen everybody fall, man. Fine, and it man. definitely shows you, like, even if you think the joke's good, like, you got to watch the room. Like, you got to. Like the delivery is everything. Like you got to make sure everybody's paying attention and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, like it's a lot of stuff that I was learning, like how to deal with um, people not necessarily paying attention. Like it's hard to get a joke off of people not really paying attention to you. Right. Like they getting their food and stuff coming. I'm like, okay, I'm learning. So like, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> definitely gonna because uh, I'm thinking about getting back out, about back out into that because uh, I was discouraged. Like when I did those last two sets, I'm like, damn, that was bad. Don't let them stop you, T. No, of course not. But then. Um, of course not, but still, like, then I'm, like, a perfectionist, like, so I want to have, like, the perfect set, you know what I'm saying? So, like, do you think the perfect set exists? The perfect set, it, it does not exist, but what you do is just you steady build on what is funny, what works, and continue building. Mm-hmm. You ever heard people say, get your act together? Yeah. That's what it is, man, get your act together. You build on it, you build on it, you build right. on it and stuff. So, yeah, you can have an almost perfect set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe in that, but you need to build on it. So whatever you did... Before, for the first couple of days, it was great. You need to build on that. Like I said, it's mm-hmm. just, and, and people, I know everybody doesn't pay attention to what you're doing right away, but they're listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm eating my food, and some people, you know, like you watch TV, some people don't listen, you know, some people don't necessarily have to watch you. That's right. You know, and people, just some people don't go, ha, ha, laugh, or mm-hmm. laugh to themselves. Like, you know, the inside. Just, inside, like, I might watch a comedy special, right. and I might not laugh one right, time, right, but right. it still was funny. Especially right. for me, like, like going in, like, trying to do that. Like, once I see the, the joke, like, I'm predicting the joke, whatever, I might not laugh because I'm like, damn, I, I thought it, I thought it, I could have thought of that, whatever mm-hmm. type thing. So it's like, I'm not laughing. Like, I'm learning more, 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 so to speak. Yeah. But, um, and like with that, like, have you seen like you tell the same joke like for the, pretty much the same audience, and it go over one way and it don't go over the same way? I've seen that too. Find that. Yeah, I've seen that too. Uh, again, it's like the, the versus the truck driver. Yeah, you know where people come from. People. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, like, sensitive, like even if it's like if it's like the same black type of crowd, it may that be. The, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's, it's basically experiences. It's like yeah. you know. People where they come from, mm-hmm. and you know, you may tell a joke about domestic abuse, man, be funny as shit. Yeah. And <laughs> right, then you got a, a whole crowd of women just got their ass beaten yeah. stuff, or, and they sitting there getting away from it. Or the man is getting their ass whooped. <laughs> right. right, you know, he, you know, he's taking this girl to the show so he can forget about the fact he kicked her ass or something, man. And then you are sitting up there talking about, oh damn, stop shit up my girl, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I he, think about that all the time too. <laughs> um, with these movements going on today, like we got the Me Too movement, we got. Everybody like cancel culture, Sensitive. like descending, descending upon like comedy. Do you think it's still like possible to like for a comic to just speak their mind freely? I don't think so, man. I'm surprised that all the comics haven't gotten together to collectively, man, just decided to come together and say, "Listen, this is just comedy." Right. You know, 
grow some balls. Yeah. But they haven't. But they, you know, they say something, man. They got to apologize mm-hmm. for what they say, man. It's, it's like, wow. It's like, you know, where'd, that, where'd all that come from? Where'd all the change, man? It used to be, it used to be a time when, 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 in the 90s, you could not talk about the president. Right. They did not talk about the president. That shit is really? crazy. I've never, never that. heard of that in my no, life. You, so you, what happened? Was Bill Clinton the one to open that door with the whole Monica Lewinsky thing? He might have been the one, but you didn't talk about the president. That was just a no-no. You did not talk. And it was it's like he was going to cut, it, they was going to cut your air time. Yeah, it's get getting back to that now that you can't talk about the president. And yeah. Stuff. And yeah, they had fun with the last president, but. Sleepy they, Joe not going, yeah, huh? But they, but you could not talk about the president. That was just, that was just off limits. Nobody mm-hmm. talked about the president. You wouldn't go out there and say jokes about the president. He would tear your ass off the, off the, off the air, so. Wow. Get back to that with all this, with all this Me Too movement. What you saying? Yeah. We're going right back to where they're police and all the jokes. You know, that's something I never even heard of. Like this is a, a here first moment, especially for our generation. Yeah, like yeah. I grew up, we in grew up in the nineties. Like everybody was talking shit. Everybody yeah. was making jokes. When about I, I think about it, we we probably didn't hear too many uh, jokes about the president yeah. until the Monica Lewinsky thing. Right. I did because it was hella Monica Lewinsky jokes. Yeah. Hella, hella. Yeah. yeah, but that was towards right, the nineties. Yeah, you're right though. I didn't hear a lot of stuff about. Like he probably opened the door for that. It was like, he can't get us off the air. He can finna get impeached anyway. Let's say what we want. <laughs> Back in the 90s, it was like that normal thing for everybody to make that transition from the it was the comedy stage to the TV show to the movies. Um, so was people considered like failures if they didn't make that jump? Almost. Mm, cut yourself out. Was people considered failures like almost if they didn't make that jump from like the comedy stage to get their own TV show then straight to the movies? You probably say, yeah, but, you know, I spoke about the guy earlier, Jeff Brown and stuff. He probably nobody ever knew about him and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know what, you still could be successful. Mm-hmm. And make still a lot sell of, out of clubs or something still like still that. You make a lot of money and stuff, man. It's not everybody's desire to be a big to be big time, you know. It's not in everybody's heart to be big time anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's just it's just not. So everybody, some people just want to just do, you know, basically. Make a living. Make a living. You know, mm-hmm. I was never trying to make as much money doing this stuff. Man. It was just something I just enjoyed. The doing. passion. Yeah, it wasn't. So, you know, everybody has a different reason why they doing it. So some people just getting over, you know, the fact they want to talk about something, get your shit off my back and stuff, man. You know, so it, it depends. It depends on you. But, but your question is, are they considered a failure? Uh, probably not. It depends. Everybody don't get a show. Everybody, everybody, everybody not, not gonna get no show. Get no show. Very few it was, shows. It just seemed like they was giving so many shows they out in the nineties, though. Like everybody still, got a show. You can still get a show, and then people consider you a failure. Like DL Hughley show. Like I might have watched. I like the Hughley show. I like the Hughley show, but people show was great. I like the Hughley show, but a lot of people say the Hughley show was terrible because it got canceled. Because like how many how many seasons got like two or three seasons? Probably like two or three seasons. But I loved it. I loved it. But we was young at the same time too, so we probably don't know. My wife and kids was great. That's one of the ones that lasted. They probably yeah, got like six, seven seasons. But I don't know. But um, um, I remember you were saying um that improvisation, improv, improv, how do you say improvisation, improvisation, improv. Is your favorite uh your favorite style? So do you do you joke right? Like how do you approach writing jokes when you can't do improv? Well. No, I you know it's, you do improv the whole time, all the time. No, 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 no. I mean, no, I do. You know, I do. This, do I write the jokes down, right. and, stuff, man, and then, uh, and then you know, you get an opportunity and stuff. I tell you example and stuff. I went. We did a uh, comedy competition. It was the, uh, it was the Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker, okay. uh, hundred thousand dollars of grand prize. The liquor Johnny Walker. Yeah, right. So they did. So they did a uh, comedy competition. This was a mixture. We had diversity. We have we have whites. We have blacks. Everybody was in the same room and stuff. Yeah. Del was there. Bernie wasn't there. And what it was is that they had a basket up there. You write down. You you, you fill out your your bio. You know, Terry mm-hmm. 
and I do time making where I stuff where I'm from. I age the whole nine yards and stuff, right? So, you know, but it then you go up there, put it in the basket, do your set. Right. So it was my turn. I came up there and I got the basket. I got all these names in there. I took the basket, I turned it upside down, threw everybody's cards out there and started fly, flying the cards and shit. And it was just so fucking funny, man. <laughs> you know? So now everybody's names and shit out the basket. I put all their name in there and shit. I just started doing improv and shit. So well, I guess I ain't got to do shit now. So, right. you, know, you know, at the end of the day, stuff, you know, I'm the only person in there. But I took a fucking chance. And it was it was it was it was brilliant. It paid off, right? Were you inebriated when you did that, or were you sober? No, I was sober, man. Sober, is it, sober you take man. a shot of something before you go on stage, or nothing? I just do the same thing, wear the same underwear and shit, man. So I still really? Same, yeah, you got so a, same, you got I, I got them on now, man. You know, <laughs> they tell you, yeah. That's cool I had a comedy now, shirt. <laughs> I had a comedy shirt. That's cool as hell. Yeah. Kid, what's that shit you showed me yesterday about Guy Tori? Cause that's some like a story I never even heard about. Guy Tori, what was it? You see me that uh, trailer is about Guy Tori? They doing that documentary about like the Comedy Cellar or something like that. Oh, oh, uh, Fat Tuesdays. Fat, t- yeah. Fat Tuesday. This is going to be yeah, on Amazon right. Prime. You oh, ever yeah. been there? Amazon, oh, no. no you ever heard of it? Amazon Prime? No, uh, Fat Tuesdays. Yeah. Not, yeah. Like, not like, uh. Not like New Orleans. Yeah, Fat Tuesday. That's what I thought they was talking about, because it was like a Cat Williams thing. We should have watched it last night. I forgot all about it. Let's go to the trailer. Yeah. Oh, that's LA. Yeah, this looks pretty amazing. That was Roseanne. But it was no one there to see him. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna change that shit. God was like, Hollywood don't want to come to the hood, so let's take the hood to Hollywood. Every Tuesday is in this room. Oh, so it's, the, it's Tuesdays at the comedy store. Yeah, it's Tuesdays. That's what I think it was. That's how I was like, yeah. So that's LA, right? Yeah, that's LA. Right. Comedy store, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. So back to touring and uh, white crowds and stuff. What's the most racist town you've ever been in? Do you think well, racist town or a racist experience? Just give us some some moments. We probably didn't have very many because we're always into the black club stuff. So we didn't go into we didn't. We so didn't, was know. it like a chitlin circuit for uh, comedy clubs? Yeah, that's where we stayed. Mm. Oh, that's okay. Everybody, I mean, we got we got a mixture of people and stuff, but mostly it was just the black circuit, though. You know, that's I where see. I mean, that's where we are able to hone our skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny. Yeah, they brought us in. They loved you. If you were good, they hated you. If you were bad and stuff. But they, you know, they nurtured you and brought you in. But. That's real. Did anybody ain't... ever threw something at you? Nah, nope. Panties. Ooh, for real? <laughs> I feel like black comedy is like one of the places where like that's one of the fields where like black people can like solely thrive and there's no other like race that could come in and like mess with black comedy like um I, it's like you it's think like white people aren't funny I think white people are funny. I don't laugh at white people the way I laugh at black comedy. I there's no white comedian that makes me laugh like black Bill comedians. Burr? You might. It don't even come close. For real? Hell that no. nigga's hilarious. It's just like the life experiences are so different that the white jokes don't, they don't hit me as hard. And the white jokes always go a little bit on the line of like too goofy sometimes. Like I don't know that many funny white comedians. Bill Burr is a great white comedian. He's Louis C.K. was, then, I, then he fell off the face Bill of the Burr earth. Bill Burr is great and like, I'm just going to complain about everything type of way. You know what I mean? That's you, what did you does. see his uh, black people, white people joke? No, black people, white people joke? No. It was, uh, let me see. It's a real, it's really funny. I ain't watched that. There's a guy back in the day, also in the '90s, Andrew Dice Clay. He, oh yeah, yeah, he was huge, huge, he huge. He used to that? sell out like Madison Square Garden, bro. Right. You remember him? He was on uh, yeah, the Dice Man. Dice Man. Remember he came on Entourage. Funny. He's doing a show with drama. Johnny oh, Bananas. He's doing a show with drama. You got to Google the Dice Man. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to Google the Dice Man. His motorcycle jackets and shit 
Yeah, Elvis Presley look alike and stuff, man. Yeah. But he was, he, man, and and it, on in the top of that, the, the the part about the part about him is oh, do this. <laughs> if you yeah. didn't know, if you didn't know who he was, you had to know what he was because he's in there. He got an audience full of people, man, and everybody's reciting his jokes. Like where were you know where was I at? And so how come I don't know the jokes? Man? Right. You know, I'm like I gotta find you know Hickory Dickory Dock, man. I gotta find out, man. Right. You know, and I mean he had a, he had a show, he had a image. And it was big, man. Bro, he was like the big one of the biggest comedians in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. So like you said, sold out Madison Square Garden. You know, yeah. that is crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's not, it's not many people. Even uh, Jerry Seinfeld, after he did, after they were making a million dollars episode, he didn't sell out. Madison For real? Square Garden. No, that's, that's surprising. I would have thought Jerry would have did it. It's only about four people that has ever sold out. Dice is one of them. Robin Williams is, is another uh-huh. one of stuff. And now you have currently and stuff. You got uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart, and then there's. Uh, Eddie Murphy, maybe Eddie, probably Eddie, Eddie, and, uh, maybe Richard Pryor and stuff, man. But just only, but it's not many people who saw that. At all, yeah. You know, he was definitely one of the one of the one of the one of the greatest people that, that was able to do that. Yeah, but you gotta check him out, man. I gotta check out. I'm some gonna of look his it up. Jokes. I never watched his jokes. Actually, what's funny about Andrew Dice Clay is like he his came face. up. He came up on one of our shows, uh, Entourage, like one of the newest shows, and they actually kind of like downplayed his character a little bit. Like they just wrote him into the show like with a downplayed character, but. They always used to talk about how big he was in the nineties. Yeah, it's big, man. You know, well, man, he was. <laughs> he he would, he would tell a whole bunch of bad Jewish jokes, and he's and he's Jewish. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That allows him to do it. Nothing like oppressing your own, yeah, you know. Stuff, man. But you know, they don't like you, man. They start calling you racist and whatever stuff. And he talked about blacks, but he didn't say anything bad about us, man. He said we had good dicks and shit like that. <laughs> But he never said anything bad about us at all. So, but everybody, you know, they don't like you, man. First thing they try to do is discourage you. Discredit you and stuff. Oh, yeah, here it goes. Do you hear it? Who's this? You never noticed that? Bill Murray. He starts talking about us. You don't even hear it. You're just sitting there alone. What did this Asian motherfucker do? I would love to hear the rest of this story, right? Dude, I would tell the exact same story, right? I'm standing there, right? This fucking Asian comes in, right? Everybody's all like, whoa, whoa, hey, easy, easy, Jesus, dude. What year is it, you know? I might have missed the setup. I just said. Well, he's saying, I got you. He's saying um, the difference between white people and black people cursing. Is like uh, <laughs> how it can say how racist when a white person does it. So like black people, they have the genius of putting the curse word after. So like they say, <laughs> I'm walking in, this Asian motherfucker comes in, <laughs> but then like then fucking a white oh, dude is like this, this motherfucking, motherfucking Asian. Asian. <laughs> like whoa, <laughs> I was like that's fucking hilarious. That but no, nah, it's not. Too, it's not too many uh, white motherfuckers that make me laugh. Laugh. Like on even, comedy sets, like movies, yes. Of, that's the that's what I'm talking about. A comedian's brain, like to sit and think about that slight nuance. You know what I mean? Like that's the shit that I think is genius. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know the way they look at the world, and that's in that sense. Like Dave, Dave does that shit a lot. Like it just stomp you or whatever he says. That uh, Aziz Ansari was a good a, a, a good new little. Did you see Aziz's new one? It's on Netflix. I started. I watched about 15 minutes of it. It was fun. He was at the uh, the comedy bar. At the comedy bar. No, it was like the the, the oh, one the in New seller, York, the Comedy Cellar, the Comedy Cellar. Yeah, yeah. yeah the one Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey's oh, physical yeah, physically he's, hilarious he's, though. Though, yeah. like he, I don't know if he says much that like makes me like hella laugh. Like I, I always thought, I, but I haven't watched too many of his stand ups though. I always thought he was great in his movies though. Yeah, yeah. Quick, quick pivot though. So we let's talk about how you um 
you said you into like relationship pod and stuff yeah, right now, right? right? Yeah. Like, how did you make that transition? I think that uh, one of one of the people, uh, one of my friends, used to say come to me all the time and stuff, and like, hey, you know, you always got something really positive to say about relationships. Right. So stop running and stop putting the camera in my head and stuff, man. So after a while. I said, come on, let's sit down. Let's talk about it and stuff. And then after a while, I started doing research and started developing and stuff mm-hmm. and started uh, asking people questions, man. Ask people just real questions. You know, what's going on? You know, what's going on in your life and stuff? And, you know, people tell people tell the truth. And I'll tell the truth. I tell the truth about, you know, about my pain. I was married. I had my wife cheat on me. My last girlfriend cheated on me and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And I actually, you know, I, I ran into a friend of mine who's a therapist. And what she said, and this is really important for all of us, she said, listen, first of all, if you're in a relationship, you should have boundaries. That's the first thing you should have is boundaries. Right. And the second thing is, what's your relationship with your mother and father? Because mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with what you'll tolerate, what you won't tolerate. And then the most important thing is that you should put yourself first. And that's the most important thing. And okay. I didn't do it, man. You know, me and we're always, I'm all about my girl. To provide. I want to do this. And, then, and we hear that. We yeah, hear yeah. in our head, man. But the truth of it is, man, women don't want that shit. They don't want that, man. They claim they do. Mm-hmm. They don't really want it because that's why they. That's why they always walk, walk out and leave us in the first place. Right. Maybe I've been, you know, messed around with girls, man. They had men working all day long. Me and him mm-hmm. sitting up here. I ain't got a job to first. I'm still hanging out with her. He up here working two or three jobs. Mm-hmm. She didn't want all those things, man. She did not want those things at all. But the, but they tell us those things. The difference between what women want and what men want is different. Men we want to want to be appreciated. If I take out, if you take out the garbage, I keep telling you, baby, thank you for taking out the garbage. You continue to take out the garbage. That's minute, it, real. You know, but minute take you take that shit out quick. Right, you take it out soon. You baby look nice today. You continue mm. looking nice, baby. The arms getting kind of big. That Terry, mm. you know, Terry start continue. Oh, he gonna get his ass back in the gym. Be back in the gym and stuff, man. So we do things on appreciation stuff. So that's one of the important things that we. But we always got to make ourselves first and get over that myth about. You know, women, you know, want a man to take care of them and stuff and the most secure. Yeah, they do down the road, but that is, that's not what they want first. Right. Because we, we, we feel big. They time. want you to put yourself first. Yeah, you put yourself first, man. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And you got, I got boys, man. I got a boy, man, that he don't work. He ain't never worked, man. And he, he runs his fucking household, man. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell he do that? We got to get him home. Right. Yeah, us. please. Run his household. He's a, he's a man, man. And he's in there telling this girl, come here. You know, I ain't talking about good, but that's the way we talk. Mm-hmm. Come here, baby. You know, hey, he wants something to eat. You know, get him something to eat. Get him a plate. He wants something to eat. I mean, talking to her, and she come downstairs. She working full job, man. She on the computer. She probably choking doing. the shit out of her. Like, he be slutting her ass. Like, that's what it is. I'm like, damn. But he a man. Yeah. I mean, that's the shit they respect, man. Bad boys get it all, man. And this dude, man, is like, man, baby, come down here. Feed my boy. You know, mm-hmm. get him a drink. He's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like, damn. You know, and shit. He man, get it. I mean, he's a, he's a bad boy, man, and mm-hmm. she respects a man. But that's why we have to be in our relationships, man. We have to be that way in our relationships, yeah. man. and that's why he's successful in a relationship. Like, we may have it all wrong, mm-hmm. you know. That's crazy. Well, you heard it here first, man. You can't listen to what they can't tell you. They won't. They won't. You got to just make yourself happy. Give them what they need. <laughs> me, man. Give them what they need. Bad boys, man. Bad boys always been ruling, man, because they, they, they ain't what else they got to bring to the table, man. You know, hell. They, What's I, some of the craziest stories you done heard, like, as far as just, like, people just putting themselves in bad, like, relationship jams or, like? Oh, man. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, oh, my God. You know, I have a friend of mine, man. She's she's one of the girls, man. When she stepped through the door, she likes to buy you shit, man. Like real mommy yeah. type. I love yeah, those too. Buy, Made me feel weird, but I, I appreciate it though. Yeah, you yeah, know, it, weird. like you taking advantage of it. Right. I'm like, damn, yeah. girl, stop, stop. No, it's nothing. It's no problem. Yeah, I right, just like right. to like like bitch, you're not even from the South. What where, where you get where you get all this from? Right. So she buying a bunch of stuff in there. Buying a bunch of stuff, man, but she always runs to these dudes, man. They they recognize that. No, oh yeah? Right. And they're using it. 
You know, mm-hmm. using her and stuff. And hey, she, she hope she don't see this stuff. But she ended up going out to dinner with the dude for his birthday. Took separate cars. You know, she took him to a nice dinner, mm-hmm. real expensive and stuff. And he got in his car afterwards, and she got a car and it went separate places, man. You know, but he went he went somewhere else and hung out with somebody else, and she bought some yeah. dinner for him. You know, and she steady, you know, keep one. She actually cleared cleared out her four hundred one k for another dude, man. Woo. Yeah. So she's all, but she just wants to be appreciated, love, loved. Love. That's how she. That's how she show love, man. And uh, it, you know, that's so. That's definitely. Do you think one of the main things people need to learn how to be is like okay with being single and okay with being like by themselves for a little while? That's the best way to hear. Being single is the shit. That's the best way to hear. <laughs> you in a relationship? Bro. I'm in a relationship, but I, I see you. I see the perks of both sides. I see the perks of being in a relationship, and I see the perks of being single. But this is a way to get over somebody. Mm-hmm. And everybody do it, man. That's what I mean. They have baggage, man. That's all they doing is bring whatever happened in my last relationship. I'm still the same old fucked up ass person because I I didn't heal. Mm-hmm. And so whatever I did, whatever I was doing, mm-hmm. I'm bringing it back in there. I'm just masking and for you know people say you bring your representative and stuff. All I'm doing is bringing my bags. I did not give myself a chance to sit back and heal, man. If sometimes you know the best the best thing in the world for a relationship is you got to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. and people got walls. I ain't about to get hurt. When you say you're not about to get hurt, that means you're not going to be in a relationship. Those, mm-hmm. those are the foundation of the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, bitch, you know, she, she ain't going to hurt you. You ain't going to be successful. You're not going to be successful in a relationship because you don't follow the foundation of the rules. Right. That's to be vulnerable. That's to be vulnerable. That's to trust. And that's to be to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Those are the things and stuff, you know. Uh, when guys get mixed up, man, you know, your girl mess around with you, stuff, mess on you and stuff, man. Like, man, I leave ass, man. A lot of people in relationships, they cheat on, man, still stay in a relationship. That's man. real. You know, that's real shit, man. People tell you, that, I'm going to leave that bitch. No, you ain't. <laughs> you love that bitch. You're <laughs> not going that. nowhere. No, especially if she's doing a whole bunch of crazy shit. You be thinking about, damn, she's doing all that shit to that dude. Shit. She can't do it to nobody else. <laughs> right. Do you, do you think monogamy is a, is a way of living? You think that's how we should be out here living? I think so. But, you know, here, here, here goes something really interesting about the whole thing, man. I think that women, and they, they when you get when you get older, women you probably run the women now. I don't want to have sex no more and stuff. I just want to be, uh, I just want to be uh, celibate, or mm-hmm. you know. And there's a reason why. The reason why is because they so busy being hoes back in the mm-hmm. day. And stuff. They've been so ran right. through. Right, they've been ran through. Yeah. They tell about guys got big dicks and stuff. How do you know that if you had to sleep with about seven, eight, nine dudes <laughs> last weekend? How do you know that? You know, right. you know the biggest comparison to be your husband. You know, but right. but y'all out here with all these random dudes, and and I tell you what, and girls who like like dudes who got big dicks and stuff, right? Those same women when they get older, you know, they get into menopause and they, they stuff dry up. So the smallest little dude in the world gonna be the biggest dude for us stuff because it's gonna hurt because she be dry. But, so be careful what you ask for because mm-hmm. you ain't gonna be able to maintain. The way you were back in the day, it ain't gonna be hot and juicy no more, and all the big in trouble then, huh? I mean, I mean, well, I'm in I trouble. Mean, I mean, so if that, so if that, if that's important to you, women, it ain't, you need to think about the long term. You know? I met this girl the other day, and we was getting close to sex or whatever, and she was just like, uh, she's like, I made a vow to myself. Up, oh. and that let me know. I'm like, okay, <laughs> my penis get instantly sold. A vow. Don't be talking about no vows. We finna fuck. Yeah. It's the last time to talk about vows. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well. That either that says like one or two. That talks either about I want to be married or exactly, <laughs> or or she talks about her past a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was just like I'm trying to like live a better life. You know? Don't I'm you hate when they want to live a better life and when it's your turn? What happened to the the, the Keisha I knew last weekend? Mm-hmm. Why now? Yeah, they, they did everything right in the first place, and not have multiple men. They would they wouldn't be at that point anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it would be their husband, and that would be the deal. Is you know, and that's you know, that's real. We in, we, we'll try, we'll try. You know, we'll push it, and you know, if you give it, give it to it, we'll take it. My homie had a great saying. He said, "Every woman wants you to be the last dick they fuck." There you go. 
Well said. Pretty much. Like, yeah, well said. This is it. This is mine. <laughs> taking well this one with me. They hope that for every single situation and yeah. really happens. It happens, though. That's one thing. Like, here's another example. Like, uh, host stages, right? They're necessary, correct? They, they got to be, right? Because, like, if, say, for instance, you, you meet a good girl and she hasn't had a host stage yet. That's just always gonna be in the back of your mind, like, damn, she's gonna have her whole stage on me type shit. What if you just think like she got morals to the point where like Morals, you still get your ass fucked with some morals. I mean, what if you just I don't know. I don't know if every girl has to have a host stage. Or maybe just all girls host stages aren't bad host stages. So it's, it's levels to host stages. Oh, it's definitely I, levels. It's definitely <laughs> levels to it. It's, levels. it's definitely levels. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That's a good question. Is there levels to? Oh, it is. Things? That's not the question. It's the what's what 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 what's the level that you could uh, live with that you could deal with? Right, right. Like, right. How hoeish can we get? How how much whole whole face can you take from from one of your girl? Like, if you was to marry a girl, you know. So, what I'm like, saying? somebody told me about a situation where uh, the shit that I told you the other day, like, where Shorty was was smashing in the kitchen of the restaurant. Okay. While her man was at the bar. Okay. Type shit. Me? No, never, ever. I like that. I can't take that. I don't care if it's one dude that did that. Never, because that's right. just too disrespectful. Like that's just unforgivable. I mean, okay, but let's talk about like not. You're not with her doing her whole face. This is after a whole face. Can you accept all the crazy shit she done? Doing it depends. Her face? It depends. That's too I'm, much of a hoe doing a whole face. It depends. Like, cause like, like you can fuck a lot of guys, but like, say for instance, you fuck a lot of guys at one time. You know what I'm saying? That's something that that's would something be hard for me to accept. Exactly, doing her whole you know, face. you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. But you know what the real deal is? It's only sex, man. A lot of women won't tell you. You know what? It's always mm-hmm. multiple. Women tell you how many guys is left with. It's multiplied times three. That's always been the truth. Like, American Pie you know? got that shit right. Hit that shit on the head, yeah. right? Yeah, it's multiplied. You know, all want to be good girls, you know? Well, then be a good girl, you know? Don't be out here doing all that stuff, you know? Then come to the point like, oh, I, uh, you know, I'm at a point now in my life I don't want to do this anymore. You know, here go in- something interesting I thought about. <laughs> I don't want to do this stuff. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just wake up on the fucking toilet. That's it. I'm done. Here goes something interesting. I thought about the whole, you know, the big, the big dick thing. I think that it goes all the way back, and a lot of things for black people go all the way back to slavery. Okay. And the only thing that a I told you, Nook, you can't be teaching motherfuckers. Like you can't be. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead. But you can't avoid slavery. It's always gonna go back to that. Being a black back. man in, in America is gonna go back to it. It's 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 going to go back to it, though. and I think the only thing that a black woman had, black slave woman had, was to say something. So master came in there with his little baby dick. He came in there and kicked in the door mm-hmm. and snatched her up, and you sat there and watched, and she would just tell him, yeah, "My man's dick bigger than yours." That's the only thing you can fuck with his man. The only thing, damn, you know, fuck with his manhood. Yeah. So that thing continued to be there to a point where the white women started recognizing that they had these big burly men mm-hmm. sweating. I mean, he's at his best. Oh. You know, he's at his best. He's got a shirt off. He's, he's got mm-hmm. got abs. And Barely he's dressed anyway. Right, and they know that he that he hanging, you know? And they, so after they found out that they was over there messing with the, messing with the black women and stuff, they started messing with black men yeah. to a point where they made up a law saying that a black man caught sleep with a white woman, he would he would get killed. He mm-hmm. couldn't even read. So that's a bunch of that's a bunch of but scribble scrabble to me. Yeah. I can't. I don't know what that means. Why you, I have no rights? Anyway. I don't even know what I'm doing. Bro. Right, I have no rights. You know what are you telling me? Sitting up there to, became a, a periodic complex for them, and they created that. You mm-hmm. know, and it continued on to where we are in society about the whole big dick thing because it came from. That's the only protection she had was to tell him 
that my man's dick bigger than yours, so now you ain't doing right. the damn thing. So it's a it's a whole, you know, sex is a whole mental thing. It ain't physical. It's definitely mental. Yeah, yeah, it's mental. Now he messing with your ass, you know? Mm-hmm. He messing like, damn. You know, I thought I was doing something, you know, because rape is about power, man. It's not about sex, man. Right. You know? And that so, shit is crazy. Yes. So that that's what, but, you know, I think one of the things, man, about, like I said, I've been cheated on before and I've done cheating, you know, same thing, but, I, you know, it's only sex, man. When you break it down to it, it's only sex. You yeah. Know? So that's like, look. Told my girl, man, the last one I was with, man, messed around. I said, look, baby, shit, it's only sex. Okay, shit. All right, you okay? Yeah. You know, it's real. We go to, it's, we, it's easier, it's easier for, for women than it is for men, though, for what? sure, because we be getting our ass hurt. Yeah, we get hurt. But I tell you what, though, it was, it was uh, Bishop, Magic Bishop Dan Juan, the pimp, right? Mm-hmm. He was the on, Bishop. He, he, was on a, he was on a radio show, and the dude called him, man, man, I want to be a pimp, man, I want to be a pimp, right? So what, he said, you got a girl? I said, yeah. He said, well, set her out. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I can't set up. And you like, can't be a pimp player. Can't be a pimp, man, because a woman is a commodity. Mm-hmm. If you can't set your woman out, man, you know, you do not have what it takes to be a pimp. Man. If you can't sit there and watch your girl do somebody else, you ain't got it. You yeah, ain't got it. That's, that's and you tell her, can't you tell her the reason why I you love me, baby, the reason why you're doing this. You can't be a pimp, baby. Mm-hmm. You know? And every man can't do that, man. If you know your girl messed around and you can go back with her and stuff, people do it all the time. Right. They won't say anything, you know. My bottom bitch right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, look up, man. You know, you can call your boy. He won't let you come by his crib because he back with that bitch he talked about three months ago. Mm-hmm. It did his hands up. Looking crazy that as girl. hell. Yeah, that's the girl that gang bang all his friends. Bitch. You be right. No, you can't come by, right? Can't come by, bad. I know she over there. Ain't she? Yeah. I know she is. She a hoe. You was a pussy. I knew you was gonna take her back. What's some stories like? We some younger men, of course. What's some older lady stories like? What's some shit we got to look forward to? No, not look forward to, or maybe like what's some just older shit that like women have done is <laughs> like. Like damn, I ain't expect this from your ass. Yeah, like uh, the old the stories is like they're not not they disgusting. Them, yeah, not making themselves happy, man. Like we do everything we can to make them happy. Here, here's the truth, man. You know what a good man is to most women is a man will do anything for him, for her, and not even damn thing in return. And mm-hmm. like guys will go fix a woman's car. You know, thank you, baby. You know, guy go over there and you know, it's electricity. Go in electricity and stuff. Continue doing that stuff. All she's doing, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. And, and, and the minute you ask her. Say, can I get some? Oh, Ooh, really? Oh, I could do this myself. Mm-hmm. You think I don't you think need be, you, right? You think because I you, just asked you, right. I don't need you, right? I don't need I you. Just, <laughs> just asked you, but I can ask someone else too. Anybody can do that. Yeah, right. I can ask anyone. I, I can, you should right. be happy. I asked you, right? Yeah. All twelve times. I, 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 mean, I didn't <laughs> need you. <laughs> I can read my coptics. That's or whatever, it. Get you know. out, Darius. Get you out. Know? You know, yeah, but that's the stuff, man. That that she thinks, and, shit, and she I, tell and she tell her girlfriends, he's a good man. He's a good man. Meaning, meaning that he's a he's a down on folks. They think we're fools. You know, mm-hmm. we just do those things because we're nice people. We do those things because we want her appreciation. We want her to care for us. One of but if you are if you're a scandalous person, you're a scandalous person. You gonna take right. advantage of anybody no matter what. One of my daughters, her friend, uh, was married, but the guy she dated before, he she didn't like him because he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't a attractive like her husband, didn't have a big thing like her husband, so she dogged him out. She told her husband right. that, listen, I was dogging this dude out because I really didn't care. This dude was putting his heart in and mm-hmm. stuff, and he ended up finding a woman, just a doctor and stuff, and you know, doesn't even mess with her anymore. And then, Crazy. what happened to her? Her husband ended up cheating on her. Of course. Messing over her. And, he, and what he told her was, was hit hard. He said, listen, remember how you dogged that dude out? So I guess what? That. That's karma. That's what he told mm-hmm. her. And, you know, he can't really give it to her, but he, but he gave her a piece of it. So, yeah, yeah. that's karma. Because, you know what? If you could do that to him, you could do it to me. Yeah, you no, know, he could do it to like, me. Bitch, my... Ooh, bitch, you shouldn't have told me yeah. that shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> a low down motherfucker, low down motherfucker. Oh, you, know? you was a dirty yeah. bitch. You yeah. did what? With what? Yeah, right. And there's another tip, though. That's why I couldn't trust women because like I used to see all the stuff that I used to do, and I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. Be feeling bad for motherfuckers. Yep. 
Well, yeah, can't trust them. Yep. But a, I can trust mine. Here's another tip, though. If somebody's hurt, man, they're going to be hurt. And nothing you can do to make them happy, man. Right. That's a real, that's a real, man. This woman, man, she hurts. She got stuff, man. She got she got stuff to happen in her life. A lot of people, a lot of women, man. Even guys, man, are dealing with uh, sexual assault, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they, when mm-hmm. they can't, somebody touched you, man, you a little guy. It ain't your fault. It ain't your fault. Yeah. You, you, you didn't have anybody to protect you. It ain't your fault, and you shouldn't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and people go through life. Some women go through life being very promiscuous, mm-hmm. and some of them go, you know, I don't want to do anything. You know, mm-hmm. and it's all because of their past. They didn't deal with that. A lot of women to deal with that. You will discover that down the road and stuff. When you were a woman, stuff. Why is she acting this way? Why is she acting not this way? We got, we got Mo- the- damn, than most women actually. Like, yeah, crazy. like the older, the older yeah. I get, the more women tell me that they was abused or something yeah. like that, or somebody touched them, or some shit like that. Yeah, like wow. What yeah. I learned from my last relationship, if anything, is more about like vetting women out and vetting those problems out before I like dive in first to a relationship like you gotta know the other person you talking to and like dealing with cause that's tough cause people ain't even really show you themselves for real right but away you gotta look for the signs but like now I'm on a different level of like looking hard at women because like you don't wanna get a year in or some shit and shit is just coming out of the blue and you could, you seen the signs like now when I think back onto a relationship I, I, it's probably so many times I could've seen some signs that I just wasn't looking for and shit so I'm just more into like looking at signs, seeing what people exactly what you said, like baggage the women are bringing into relationships Bring in. before I, you know, what I mean, take that on because that's some shit you end up carrying, trying to make somebody else happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they don't even want to be happy. Mm. Happy people will bring up happiness. People that are hurt gonna make gonna hurt you. They'll hurt mm-hmm. you. That's what they do. Because that's, that's all that's all they know. If all they know has been hurt all my life, and all I could do is uh, I'm gonna hurt you, and they will. They will hurt you because right. that's what you know. Somebody's happy is gonna bring you happiness. Somebody hurt you. Will definitely bring you hurt. Ain't no question about it. You can mask it any way you want to. You dust it off or whatever. You just put lipstick on the pig. It's still a pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're gonna they they will hurt you. So you can't make somebody happy. You can only make yourself happy. And that's real. That's real talk. You know, if somebody's not happy, you ask the person if they happy. If they're not happy with themselves. It's time to get away. Because mm-hmm. it ain't gonna change. I don't care how beautiful she is and how what she does. Those things she do to you. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna change. You know, you won't be the one to change her. She has to do that. She has to seek happiness for herself, you know, when it's time right for herself. And she has to deal with, you know, and deal with the demons. A lot of times here, the truth of it is, a lot of people, are, you know, not, if they've not been sexually abused, they didn't have relationship problems with their parents, you know, mm-hmm. don't daddy issues, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know my daddy, you know, but, you know, what you do is this write him a letter. If you don't even know where he is, write him right. a letter, write a letter, and, and you don't have to mail it. You know, sit it there, but write him a letter, everything. Dad, you hurt me because you weren't there in my life, and this is how you get over it. Or, right. and, and if you have a dad that just won't talk to you, you call his ass up. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're not going to hear me out, hang up on me, but you heal yourself. This is all it ain't about him. Right. You know, people, oh, oh, he wasn't here for me and whatever, fine. But mm-hmm. you're going to be just like his ass, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got to step you got to step forward, man. And, and and reach for that relationship and heal behind that. It ain't about him. It's about you. What's you know? the main issue that uh, women with daddy? What's the main yeah? What's the main issue that women with daddy issues deal with? Like in a relationship, they, they do. don't know how to uh, have. A, they don't know what an ideal man is supposed to be like. You know, like they don't know. They don't have a, a good example. I that's would it. say that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And how to just how to treat a man in general. Yeah, yeah you know, or how to be treated by a man too. Yeah. yeah, you know the example they have. You know, it's like oh he's dumb. You know, they don't they don't or, or he you know he ain't got a job or he ain't on drugs or whatever. So that's what that's that's what the, you know that's mama telling her stuff. You mm-hmm. know, my mama telling those kind of things. So those are the examples that she that she has. I know it's a girl that uh you know I was going out with her and I, and she didn't want me to meet her daughter right away whatever. And I told her I said listen you know what I said I understand that. Because you don't know me, I said. But your daughter has to see her mother in a light, and that's what I told her. I said your daughter needs to see a man come over there 
ring the doorbell mm-hmm. and, and greet the mother right. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I told her, I said, come over there, present you with flowers. Present her with a gift. I don't need to know her name. This right. is my daughter, and this, this is Ms. Theo. I don't need to know her name. Right. And then she sees me and her mother walk out the door and open the car door for her. Mm-hmm. This is what she sees for a relationship. Yeah. But, if you, but if you're trying to give her the examples that you're trying to give her, the first time you find somebody that's right for you, you bring it to the house. So now what you're saying to your daughter is that all she sees is the first time somebody come to the house. So mm-hmm. she thinks that every man that her mother has, you know, this first man that's ever come to her house is a man that, that's right. Mm-hmm. So the man she meets somebody, she's going to try to make it right with this dude because she yeah. recognized, okay, my mom brought somebody home. So she met met him and brought somebody home. So this got to be right. right. So she's going to be struggling all her life trying to make that relationship right that she had with her mother because her mother served her a false pretense of reality mm-hmm. that you know, what she brought home was a relationship that, that worked. And this is what I'm bringing you home. So you know what? She needs to know that hey, what you know what? You saw this guy coming in and show me respect. He brought me flowers. He opened the car door. Yeah. It didn't work out. And ain't nothing wrong with that. It, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know. Yeah. But you'll find out though. Doing you know, find out that women have you know relationship issues and stuff about bringing their baggage and stuff. People trying to hold their hearts and stuff. People that are unhappy. Uh, women that don't necessarily, like I said, have daddy issues and have brother sister issues. You know, mm-hmm. you need to get all that because you because you can't hate me, hate somebody and love me. It don't mm-hmm. work that way. Love is 100%. You know, you got love for everybody. Everybody. You know, I can't not hate I can't. I can't hate you, man, and, and, and hate my brother and, and love you. It don't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be, you know, out of your mouth. You know, I can say people who love, we love. But, man, I, you know, I love. You know, I love my sisters. I love my brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love my boys and stuff. No matter what they did to me. But I still love them, and that's why I can love you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, you know, we talk about cheating and stuff. Cheating ain't about, it ain't about, you know, not loving, right? Right. It ain't about, you know, you know, guys say, well, man, I don't under cheat my girl because she, she does this, she does that. So what happens when she stopped doing those things? Right. Right? When she stopped when she stopped giving you the sex that you normally get, when stop she stopped cooking and cleaning, then then what? Do you still love her then? Exactly. You know? So you need to, you know, whatever it is, inner self has to be first. You have to start whatever it is keeps you from running the streets is about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you start growing and start getting out there in the comedy tour or whatever, you gotta be serious because people watch you all the time. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you, whatever it is you do, you gotta be serious about what it is. People watch you all the time. You out there clowning around and stuff, man. So I be telling you, these millions can't come in. You can't lose your fucking mind, bro. Damn. The fuck are you talking people to People gonna be for? watching you, bro. Yep. I'm a perfect example. <laughs> I'm walking the light of Christ. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. nah. And now you know, I forgot Mr. Mr. Bio. You know, I work with Carl Thomas too, man. Uh, the singer and stuff, man. Oh, I know he had him going crazy. Yeah. That's Mr. Uh, I wish I never met her yeah. at all. Yeah. I know he had him going. You need to change crazy, your pitch, brother. Bro. <laughs> I know my pitch is horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it's uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 real, man. You is know? Carl Thomas from Chicago? He's from Chicago. I thought he was from Chicago. From Aurora, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. I was, on his, uh, I was on his radio show and stuff, man. So yeah, but yeah, but but it's real though. You know, you have to you have to get in touch with yourself. You have to be about yourself, and it, it's about you. It's about you and it's about nobody else. When you start making the, the next step, the next journey of, of making it to wherever you want to go, mm-hmm. it don't take long. It don't take long. And the truth of it is, being successful, you're going to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you, nobody else is going to be in your life but you. Because it's because you're going to be different. People are going to start calling you crazy, you weird. For real? You know, uh, oh, shit, I'm going to be lonely. Yeah, I told you I was going to be lonely. Nigga, you've you been made that choice. You're yeah. a diabolical <laughs> evil mug. <laughs> He's sick. He talking about me. <laughs> He's sick. I can't wait to see it. But I, I'm happy with the choice. I'll, I'll live with it. Our documentary is going to be amazing. Man, you're on yeah. your way, man. When you start separating yourself from your, 
for your boys and they doing shit, man. You know, it's part of growth, man. You yeah. know, I mean, it hurts, man. Like, damn, man, uh, my boy can't be. Everybody can't be with you. You can't be. Fuck all up. them niggas. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, my <laughs> next one, of my next door neighbor, man. Uh, he taught, taught at uh, Chicago State. Chicago State uh, back in the day. He said he was about eight different kids in there. One of the kids in there was Kanye. West. Kanye I knew that was good. Kanye was a badass kid, man. He was fighting everybody. And his mama worked there. Yeah. His mama worked at the English department. But he's bad kid. He said, but guess what? He said about all those kids were bad. All those kids became successful. Mm-hmm. All of them. But they were just fighting, man. They were fighting, man. But all of them became successful, though. But they were different, man. They were different. And they were, you know, it was like a like a like an egg, man. Trying to break out of the egg, man, and grow and be a be a bird, man. That's yeah. what you have to do. If you want to be successful, you have to separate yourselves from where you've been. So you, you can hatch. Something and hatch. That might be the yeah. name of the episode, Hatch. And grow. Hatch. And grow. Right. You know, if you, if, you, if you want to hang out with the boys and still kicking and stuff, man, then you'll, you are, you are as, as, you will make as, as much money as no more than $7,000 than your closest friend. That's right. Birds of a feather, feather flock together. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't believe me, look at your friends and stuff. All y'all are probably about $7,000 different in price, mm-hmm. you know. All y'all probably, you know, drive, you know, drive the same cars or whatever, same clothes mm-hmm. or whatever, take the same type of trips because that's the narrative that that you've been used to. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, that's the narrative. You, you know, take a trip. Gu- guarantee the black trips are always Vegas, yeah. always Atlanta, yeah, always Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know y'all. And I bet y'all y'all probably been there, probably on Cancun and Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I don't even know y'all. I, yeah. you know, that's the that's the normal black that's trip. No black supposed trip. to go south of France. <laughs> that is the millennial You're trip. Supposed to. South of France. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying pretty. to get out. I'm that's trying to get out. You know, nobody got no more stamping passport but those destinations, man. You know, in Cancun. You know, that's that's those are the black trips right there. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's your narrative. You know, I was at a baseball game once back in the day. Uh, one of my friends, he played professional baseball, Curry Puckett, before your day. But I was there at the New York Yankees. It was a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for him in the lobby. And I was there next to a uh, one of the ladies. She was a coach for for the New York uh, for New York Yankees, right? She was coach's wife. Mm-hmm. One of the kids, not the coach, but one of the coach's wives. And she was really frustrated. And she was telling me, and total strangers talking to All me, right. right? She said, me and my husband really, and I felt bad for it, though. We really cannot afford a third house. Mm-hmm. That's what she was mad about. Pissed off, huh? Third, but they're buying it because everybody else is buying it. You understand right. what I'm saying? That's keeping the, up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Yankees. That's what you do when you're around that type of type of type of people. You mm-hmm. do what's around you. So if your boys are hanging out and you know robbing people, you are gonna rob people. Everybody exactly. out there is slinging, slinging a bunch of girls. That's what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know, in order to, like I said, in order to grow, you need to separate yourself from. From that man, and and, and you call weird. You know, mm-hmm. people think you conceited and stuck up. Well, look at the billionaires, man. Look at Jeff Bezos, man. Look at Gates, man. Look at these guys down there, man. These guys are by themselves, man. Mm-hmm. They're by themselves, and and they're in a world of their, of their own and stuff, man. But they're successful because the success is being different. It's gonna be painful because you're gonna be lonely like anything else, man. Because you're gonna be by yourself. Right. You know, you sitting there counting all your dollars, man. It's it's a whole it's a whole different thing, man. And you have to envision, man. And the most important thing about success is you need to write it down and have a vision board, mm-hmm. you know, a mission statement. Write it down and look at it every single day, mm-hmm. and it'll come true for you. That's the truth. Yeah, that's real. That's, that's real. Not, I've been doing that. Actually. Cutting up, Reezy. I've uh, been reading this, reading this book, and they told me that was like one of the most important things. That's it. So that's I've been doing that every night, every morning. That's it. Yeah. See it. Look at it, man. Yeah. Your mind will work right to it, man. Yeah. You know? Your mind work right to it, man. I used to. Uh, when I, I used to go to all the show and put all these cars up there on my wall and stuff, man. I look around and then I had a plane down there wall, man. I fly, you know. Oh, I fly, dope. you know. I got yeah. and I got these cars. I'm not bragging, but I got these cars. But it, in my mind, my mind worked there, and it's like 
damn. You know, I think back to when I was a kid. You know, I had this shit, to, you know, on my damn wall, man. Look at these, all these, look at these cars, man. No, I used to go to auto show every year. Same story. I used to go to auto show. My oh, grandfather, go. my grandfather is still not. It ain't started yet. Oh, no, no, I started on the twelfth. But my grandfather used to take me back to the auto show, and I used to leave with a bag full of books and just sit there and go through these books after every auto show and couldn't buy a car. I was probably like ten or twelve. Like I used couldn't to even drive the same way. all the cars I wanted to buy though. And it's just always stuck with me. Like, I told him a couple days ago, like, we got to go to the auto show, bro, as soon as it hit. Like, I just love seeing the stuff. I don't know. I envision myself in some of those things. So I like to see There you it. go. That's, yeah. that's the right start. So you said you got a plane? What plane no, you got? No, oh. I know. I have a pilot license. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Because I was looking at some Cessnas and stuff the other it's day. <laughs> I was like, man, planes I really, not that, planes really not, that, it's not that hard to come by. You can get your nice $40,000 plane. Sure mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure can. Like but it's boats. the fuel that you got to pay for, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's not? Okay. No, it's not that. Yeah. This is like by you only, buying boats, you know. You only need like what fifty hours of pilot's license, of, of simulation, or something like that. It's uh, really not a lot. No, it's not. It's uh, eighty hours. Eighty hours. That's just at a simulation, though, right? Yeah, 40, about 50, you know, 40, 80 hours. But yeah, it's, about, it's 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 on the papers like forty hours, but it's usually about eighty. Yeah. I build one of them simulations in my house. That should be looking fun. Because my uncle, uh, he was about to be become a pilot. I never knew this until like he told me like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. He said like the last thing he had to do to get his pilot's license or whatever, it was a flight. And he missed it, and then the flight ended up crashing, and then he stopped or whatever. And he wishing that he had a, did finish that so he could be a pilot. I'm like, man, we definitely need a fucking a family pilot, man. That'd be love. That would be nice, right? And like Kobe is like, uh, have you ever seen the Aviator, the Howard Hughes movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. Like, uh, he was trying to woo Audrey Hepburn, and she wasn't really going until he picked up and with the plane or whatever, and let her fly it. I'm like, oh, that's some player shit. I can't wait to fucking just, <laughs> yeah, want, yeah. just fly my plane around Hollywood and just look like that's Mr. Mayor's house. That's Bob Bobble house. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's some fire stuff. So I definitely want to want own a plane. Like, that's definitely the first super time, like, taking control of a plane? Man, it is. It's exhilarating, man. It, it really is, man. It's a big rush, man. It's like you're looking down, man. You got controls, man. You can turn and. Move around, man. It's 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 it's, it's, it's yeah, like, you're at a different level. Like driving on the expressway with no nothing in your way though. Like yeah, just yeah, and you going fast as hell. You know, does it feel as fast when you? It doesn't. It, it don't doesn't feel that fast. fast. It doesn't feel. But if you look at the ground, yeah. you, you see, see the ground is moving fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel that fast though, man. It, but uh, yeah, you're moving, but you move. You look at the ground, so it, it's it, it's it's one of the best. One of the best. What's one of the best things you can do for yourself? Okay, it really is. You know. That's something I want to learn for sure. Oh, yeah, man. You got to, yeah. Just, you know, set aside, man. Hold on one Is it expensive to learn how to do? It's uh, it's not that expensive. No, it's not. Okay. No, it's not that expensive. I mean, it costs, you know, you got to pay for the fuel and the lessons. The lessons like $45. You got to pay for the fuel, the hundreds of, you know, so, but you can get up there. Damn, the fuel not that bad for real, for real. It's not that bad. But you can get out there and get it done, though. Yeah, you can get it done. But once you get it done, man, it's you. Yeah, you I was watching. Another thing I was watching, I was watching Flight. You saw that, right, with Denzel? Yeah. They said they just got drunk one night and just went flew to the Bahamas just because. I'm like, that's some cool stuff I want to be able to do. So, like, I'm definitely a uh, uh, pilot's license and a plane is definitely on my bucket list. There you go. That's it. For man. sure. That's it. Make sure you write it down. Look at it, bro. Yeah. yeah. And Kobe used to take the helicopter to, to the All-Star, I mean, to the Lakers game and stuff. I'm like, that's fire. Yeah. 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 You know, that's, you just, like I said, being around people that's doing the things, you'll do the same things, man. That's the truth, man. When the last time you went, went, went flying? Uh, not the summertime. I think it was summertime? Summertime. So you got like a hangar or something? Like you got to rent a plane or what? You, a plane. Oh, okay, it, it, it's a lot of different things. You rent a plane, belong, belong to a group and stuff, man. There's groups and stuff, man. That okay. you know, like time shares. Oh yeah, yeah. Shares. So like, like you need to use way. the plane for the day. Yeah. Cool, cool. Just mark it off. That's dope. Yeah. 
And if you guys, like I said, if y'all interested in stuff, y'all can go half on the airplane and stuff, man. Find three guys, man, go half on the plane and stuff. It'd be very expensive, thirty, forty thousand dollars, man. Go half on it. Just use it, you know, when you when you when you get ready to use it. Yeah. Use it for your lessons, so that'd be a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. That should be fire. Lit. <laughs> Got a little private thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So that yeah. Everybody getting boats. Let's get us a plane. <laughs> Another level, man. You just take mm. it to another level. Just you know, again, get in and get out. Yeah, yeah. loose. It's another. It's another level of uh, where you are in your life. You know, for sure. Like, who? How many people got this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> got an airplane hanger. All right. So, uh, quick rapid fire for you, Mister Theo. Martin Lawrence or Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. <sighs> Eddie Murphy. All the back. Any reason? Uh, Eddie's. Uh, Eddie's been around and did a lot. Movie. Eddie's a superstar. He's a yeah. superstar like yeah. that. He's Eddie's movie's better too, period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I know you're going to go with this one, but I still got to ask it. Bernie Mac, Dave Chappelle. Bernie Mac. Of course, Bernie Mac. That's his peer. Of course. <laughs> sure. Of course, Bernie Mac. And a lot of, most comedians going to say Bernie off the rip anyway. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just to give respect. A lot of people think he is the GOAT, the true GOAT. Yeah. Man, we would have got to see Bernie right now. He would have been crazy. Mm. America. <laughs> well, what was another one I had? I had um favorite comedic movie. Funniest movie, let's say that. Funniest, oh my goodness gracious! Probably, probably, probably the movie. Uh, uh, what is that? The uh, the wedding movie. That was the craziest movie I probably watched, man. What the wedding movie? Uh, the movie where there was. Uh, You're not talking about death at the funeral, are you? Uh, no, I think uh, it's a white movie though. So it's uh, was it? Uh, uh, Father Crashers. the Bride. Wait, oh, wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. That was. You ain't like that. You ain't like life better than that. Man, I like life. Life, life, and um, life, and um. Life and coming to America. That's why I put Eddie at the, uh, at the top of my shit, too. I'm like, coming to America is high. Coming to America put, is so great. We got life. so many quotables. Life is just. Because coming to America is easier to watch than life. Life is sad. It's sad. It's sad as shit. Sad. But those are my two favorite, at least black but Life is, black you got a little ever. bit more realism as far as like. We lost two great people in that movie, too. You know? Oh, yeah. Isaac Hayes and Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, both of them. Was, Bernie was sick. He was sick during that movie. Yeah. During life? Yeah. Bernie was sick. Wow. Yeah, he was on, he was on respirator. So he was, he was undercover sick this whole yeah. time. Yeah, he was on, he was so the whole on. time he did that show, he was sick the whole yeah, time. Had to be. Wow. Wow. Watch the trail to using respirator all throughout the movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. And then um, best stand-up of all time. Uh, best stand-up of all time. I think uh, I, like, I had to go with Dice, man. Gotta go with Dice. This I gotta guy? go watch. Me. Which one was it? What's the name? What, the, the, the one at the I garden? I bet, yeah, uh, it was the one they did HBO special, man. But like I said, it was like you want to be a part of the in crowd. People are out there, you know. All of them are funny, you know. Don't get me wrong, now, but but it was like people were out there reciting his jokes, man. Mm. Like, and I'm thinking, like, where am I at, man? How come I don't know about this dude? Right. You know, they were out there, you know. He's sitting up there, Hickory Dickory Dock, and, and the audience, the audience was participating with, I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, like I said, I'm not knocking the guys being funny, but this guy had audience participating. They knew yeah. his material. I'm like, who in the heck? Is, and so you had to mm. do your research, man, and so you mm. can know, you know. So he had running jokes. He had running jokes so people knew the punchline, man. Mm. You know, they were out there, you know, before, you get, crazy before you get to the punchline, man, like, uh, Okay, I got some new ones. You know, you pull out a cigarette, man, and it's like you know, you know, little boy blue, you know, you know. So he had he had, so he's a riddler. He's yeah. a oh man, he was yeah he was yeah so that, yeah. Was, some dice, man. Yeah, well, it would just made you think that man, you needed to be a part of what mm-hmm. he was doing, man. He mm-hmm. had the, he had the, he had the when you talking about crowd, the crowd participating, man. So everybody was on their feet, man, saying in his jokes, man. It was like 
it was like a phenomenon, man. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. So I have to say that was probably the best comedy show I've ever seen before. You know, besides, you know, somebody really making you laugh. I mean, this dude was it was just it was just it was just captivating to know that all these people were in the audience, man, reciting. On the same this page. Yeah. Like right, it's a right. song. Right, man. It was like right, like they were singing, man. I mean. It's like a concert. Yeah, like it was a different. concert, man. It was like wow. I mean, you watching the audience, man. It wasn't so much watching him, like this dude is a showman from the time mm-hmm. it, from the time it starts, man, to the time it ends, man. So is this, this comedy just fades out? Is just get old? I, 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 right? I think no. I think that you know he got hit with a lot of people talking about he's a racist and all this other stuff, and, and he probably t- took a lot of stuff to heart, man. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you know he got into TV and stuff and probably ended, man. But I think that if he continued, man, he he can, he'd still be into it. But he came with a lot of controversy. Okay. You know, when you do what you do, you talk a lot of stuff, man. You're gonna come with a lot of controversy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he. If he uh, could he handle could he the, way, the way it was presented to him and stuff, man? You know, people out to destroy it, they can get you. Yeah, I got to go do some my research yeah. and really get into I'm going to check him out, too. Check him out, man. Uh, yeah, you got some um, funny stories, funny, funny stories on the road with um, some less-known comics and some big comics, Some any, like, personal stories you got? Do I have any funny stories on the road, man? You know, just just some of the, uh, some of the sets. I think that uh, one of my friends, man, Damon Williams here in Chicago, man. I always get on him about, you know, like you said, you want to start doing comedy, and he always beating up on comics. But I just think that's terrible, man. I just think what you mean he beats up on comics? I mean, you go in there, you go in there, you put your heart, you put your heart and soul on something, mm. and you mess up, and now he's in up there hosting. Oh yeah, yeah, man, I think that's terrible. Man. Like when I, he, I didn't when grow he up hosts the show, he hosts the show, man. And you know yeah. what? You can feed off a lot of different things, man. We don't have to feed off somebody's anger, somebody's pain mm-hmm. like that. You know, I just think it's disheartening. So at least it was. It makes you tougher. Yeah, it might make you tougher, man. But you don't, you know, you may There's not other want to come ways to here. be funny without right. you having to put the next man down. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, you don't bring you don't bring nobody down. You there to bring people up and stuff. Like I said, I stayed at everybody's show, man, to the end, man, because mm-hmm. you got to be supportive, man. Yeah. You know, I didn't do my set and walk out the door and stuff, man. Very well could have, but I, I stayed there to support people and stuff. And I saw where it was coming from. I mm-hmm. saw where it was coming from and stuff. So, but yeah, I think that's one of the that's one of the you know one of the worst stories, man, that I could possibly think of, man. It just uh, just some of the, some of the, I mean, this white girl came to a club and stuff, man. She uh, she said the joke, man. She was like, well, you know what? Uh, uh, what did she What did she say? She, she told me what her name was. She said, my name is uh, Sarah, and she said, my name is Sarah, and I'm uh, I'm not a hoe, but I'm just easy. And everybody, <laughs> she was at the black club. She yeah. said this shit. Everybody's like, what the That's fuck? Kind of funny though. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you know, she's in a black club, man. Yeah. And stuff, and so. Yeah, so uh, now I don't think I have any stories, man, other than the crazy stuff, man. Uh, me, one, one night we uh, opened up for the Isley Brothers, uh, Michael did, and we were waiting for him. I don't know what Ron Isley does, man. He stays in, he stays in the uh, – uh, no, 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 it wasn't Ron Isley. It, it was uh, Silky Silky Soul. What is, who is it? I was going to say Ron got to get that term yeah. for that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, Maze. Okay. Frankie Beverly. Frankie Beverly, Frankie Beverly, man. Yeah, Frankie Beverly, man, stayed in the dressing room. I don't know if he's praying in there, what he does, man, but he's out to the show, man. It's an hour, man, so we was waiting right. for the bus to go because we had to wait for him. Mm. So me and Mike, I asked uh, two random girls, man, to take us back to the hotel, man. It was like, y'all ain't going to rape us nothing like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so we asked them, man, and they took us back to the hotel, man. We got there safely and stuff, man. So, you know, we just do crazy, crazy it's stuff like that, like man. That, yeah. Was it a lot of pranks and stuff like that on the road? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of pranks on the road, man. People always mess with you, stuff, man. Uh, Anyone that stuck sticks out. I think that uh, I think I think I I got somebody's keys to their to their uh 
to their room, man, and they cleaned out everything, man. They came to the man. We took out the beds, man. Damn, just the where'd you put them? Put them in next. Put them in the room. Uh, And and everybody participated. So you imagine coming coming to your room, man, open the door, and they shit in there. (laughs) (laughs) They got a hotel bed. It's crazy. Yeah, that is wild. Nothing in there, man. Imagine House Cooper seeing you doing this. What the hell is she doing? What the hell? Okay, I think that's about it for me. Reezy, you good? Yeah, I'm good, man. This is amazing. Yeah, podcast, man. Thanks for coming man, on. Man, appreciate you. you. Appreciate it, man. Yes, thank, thank you, you so guys. much, Mr. Oh, tell us um what what's 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 what to watch your uh podcast? Yeah, so it's uh so I'm on YouTube. You drop it in the link. Right, right here. there, right here. Thoughts with Theo uh on YouTube and some relationship advice. Yeah, y'all. relationship advice. And get you straight, get you married and have a baby, you can name the kids after me and stuff. Yes, sir. Then I'm <laughs> uh I'm on Instagram with uh Downtown underscore Theo Brown, and then I'm also on Facebook under uh, Theo Brown. So that's how you find me. Uh, this is what I do. You know, I talk about relationships. I motivate people to uh, be their better selves. You know, and I live on the living proof of that as well too. You can have anything you want to put your mind to it. Yes, sir. You need to come get some real life advice around here. All right. Word. And um, we forgot to tell you. But hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We trying to get that 10K, 10K subscribers. When we get the 10K subscribers, I'm getting tased on camera. Okay. He's touching me. So we're both getting tased on camera okay. for you. We're going to send out some free merch. So get me paid, bitch. Get me paid. Get me paid, bitch. bitch. All right. Thank you guys for coming out. Another episode of My Thoughts, My Thoughts podcast.